Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Lee Smith. Lee, we're watching uh, actions in the Middle East and around Israel in particular very closely. You've been watching them for years now. Where are we today, and where do you think the current conflict is heading? Yeah, we're about a week into uh, what the government of Israel calls Operation Protected Edge, and what they want to do is uh, degrade Hamas's ability to fire rockets and missiles on the civilian population of Israel. Um, there are, there has been a call up of reservists, uh, Israeli reserve troops. I believe that's 30,000. Um, it's unclear, however, whether or not there will be um, a decision taken to send troops into Gaza. One of the things that's happened so far, while the um, while there have been a number of Palestinian casualties, the casualties have, uh, relatively speaking, been very low. Um, and because of that, and because look, even, though, even though the Obama administration, as well as Europe, has often uh, leaned on Israel, there's no one who's really making a lot of noise right now, demanding that the Israelis uh, cease, their, you know, cease their campaign to degrade Hamas's capabilities. I mean, the administration today did uh, apparently warn or, um, yeah, I guess warn is the correct word. Warn Israel, yes, urge, urge is probably a better word. Uh, urge the Israelis to not, uh, not send in ground troops. But again, today the, um, the administration has been very supportive and the international community has been very quiet. I'm interested in the uh, argument that I've heard many times in, in, in the course of this conflict and I've heard it in the past too, which is essentially this. Oh, those big bullies, Israel, you know, when they attack Gaza, people get hurt. When Hamas attacks them, no one gets hurt. So come on, just ignore the rockets, ignore the mortars. What's the big deal? And this just shows that Israel's, you know, are, are you know, bullies who have no regard for the Gaza, pe- people of Gaza, as they continue to kill them in an unnecessary operation. Yeah, I mean, there are a number of things to be said about that. First of all, um, one of the things that has kept, uh, I, I believe you're correct, I believe there are no uh, casualties yet, uh, no Israeli casualties yet. And the main reason uh, is uh, is Iron Dome, is the anti-missile defense system, which has had uh, an extraordinary record um, of bringing down, bringing down missiles and rockets. Look, a lot of these have been, there was last week, there was um, Hamas missiles fired on the uh, city of Dimona, which is where the nuclear reactor is. Israel's nuclear reactor is there. And as I reported, I mean, this is an act of nuclear terrorism. To be targeting a nuclear reactor is, as the UN considers this, an act of nuclear terrorism. Had a missile, had a rocket struck the nuclear uh, reactor, who knows what kind of uh, catastrophes might have followed. Um, They also fired, Hamas also fired rockets on Ben-Gurion Airport. Attack on Ben-Gurion Airport to bring down a plane or even to come close to a plane, this would cripple Israel's economy for quite a long time. Um, so the, Hamas is definitely trying to cause serious trouble there. And they've been firing, you know, this didn't just start last week. They've been firing rockets since I believe the, um, since, er, since the second week in June, uh, which coincided almost exactly with the kidnapping of the three Israeli teenagers who were found having been executed, um, they were found June 30th. So this has been going on for a while, and, and Hamas has tried to kill people. Um, you know, they also sent 
basically sent two different commando units, Hamas commando units, onto a beach looking to kill Israeli civilians. Um, they were brought down by, you know, brought down by the Israeli Air Force. They're definitely trying to cause trouble. Um, and Israel, on the other hand, the Israeli ambassador to Washington yesterday, Ron Dermer, was speaking on CBS News, explaining quite clearly the different cautions, the different precautions that Israel um, that Israel takes not to hurt um, not to hurt civilians. And on the other hand, Hamas has been warning people not to leave their homes. Hamas seeks to use these human shields uh, to raise the world's ire against Israel, what Israel is doing to protect its own citizens. Hamas is, on the other hand, endangering the lives of its own citizens, putting its own citizens on the front line uh, behind whom they hide, and then turn to the rest of the international community and say, see, these are what these evil Israelis are doing, killing unarmed civilians. It's Hamas who's putting these people out front. The Israelis take extreme precautions, <clears throat> including they make phone calls. Um, they said they drop leaflets from the air. So I know that often the world says they believe this. Um, but again, if you look at the actual response right now, I think that people actually do understand that the Israelis are being extremely careful. Now, let's look at this on the other side. I think that it may end up being a metaphor for this latest effort. Hamas fires a rocket into Israel. It hits a power mm -hmm. station that actually supplies power back to the Gaza Strip. Right. <laughs> technicians right. can't you know. get to it because there are rockets that could you know, fall on them. So the, Hamas ends up knocking out power for their own people. Is Hamas right. hurting or helping itself in its, you know, not struggle for leadership, if you will, but in the political competition among the Palestinians and for their standing in the region among uh, Arabs and, and et cetera. How, how is Hamas faring in this struggle? Um, I think that, uh, you know, certainly Hamas has been, Hamas has been in trouble of late, um, not least because of the, you know, they, they were alienated from the Iranian sponsor, uh, over the Syrian civil war. They took different sides. And so the Iranians were upset about this, but certainly the Iranians are playing, certainly the Iranians are playing a role in what's happening right now. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, munitions are of Iranian design or, or actually, were actually uh, smuggled from, uh, you know, smuggled into Gaza uh, with, the, with the point of origin being in Iran. So, I mean, I think in lots of ways, though, yeah, Hamas had been weakened. They were r running low on money. In some ways, in some ways, yes, it's very important for them to remind people that they're the resistance, that they're fighting Israel, and to, uh, you know, to put, the, to put the regional opinion uh, on their side. So that's an important thing. How much success they're having at that? very unclear. I mean, again, we have to understand there's a lot of different things happening right now in the region. So, uh, I mean, certainly there's no one inside of Syria who's paying primary attention to what's happening right now in Gaza. Um, the same is so with Iraq. The same is so throughout the Persian Gulf, our, our Arab Gulf allies. They're not primarily concerned with us. And we see what's happening with Egypt. Egypt seems to be uh, very eager for the Israelis to um, to degrade Hamas, I think that the Egyptians might even be happy if you know if the Israelis managed to decapitate Hamas leadership, and which I think would be a I think would be a dangerous thing. And the Israelis are wary of this. The problem is they're capable of taking out Hamas. If they take out Hamas, who winds up ruling Gaza, um, which is a, 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 a an enormous concern for them. Uh, one last question about the other players. 
-hmm. you mentioned the uh, the issues between Iran and uh, Hamas, et cetera. But kind of, if you had to line up the teams right now in the region, how are the teams kind of lined up with Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Syria, et cetera? And then who is is anyone really focused on this particular? you know, uh, weeks worth of events, or is this really just yet another round of Hamas builds up some weapons, they start using them, Israel comes in, they clean them back out, a couple of years go by, they gather more weapons, and we're just on that cycle. All right. Um, I, I mean, I, I, if you're looking at the actual sides, again, I think that most um, traditional U.S. allies in the region are uh, basically backing Israel. They want to see Hamas deteriorated themselves. Certainly our, our, our Gulf Arab allies, certainly Egypt, Jordan is quieter, but Jordan is also, you know, I believe that Jordan is also on side. Then you have, you know, you have the Iranians on the other side and Hezbollah, and there were, there have been, I guess, a total of four rockets fired from Lebanon over the last week because Hezbollah wants to remind people too that they're the resistance, even though they've sent so many, uh, so many, uh, fighters into right. Syria. They're still their primary wars with Israel. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't think the larger regional picture has changed all that much. And even though there were, you know, there have been some frictions between Hamas and Iran, I mean, Iran is still, you know, Iran is still eager to see Hamas come out of this well. And one of the things that you need to look at is in terms of the larger strategic picture, Hamas may be part of Hamas's campaign. The point of it might be to show to Iran that they can still be immensely useful when it comes to serving as a uh, as a form of deterrence against Israel. But should Israel think about striking the nuclear weapons facilities, then Hamas, in addition to Hezbollah, will, are both forms of deterrence. They can both unleash a barrage of rockets on Israel. So, again, the big regional picture has, hasn't changed that much. This hasn't changed it. It only sort of continues to clarify the picture, as well as it clarifies the fact that the biggest things that are happening right now in the Middle East have nothing to do with the Israelis and the Palestinians. The focus is, uh, in, is on Iran, and they're fighting in multiple places across the region. Lee Smith, thanks so much for joining us for this Weekly Standard podcast and putting that all into perspective for us. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.